Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to February 19th, 2022, and you've tuned into the Daily Positivity Boost, and I am super excited. This could be a little bit longer one, but there's so much information I want to share with you because I really feel that this is an important thing that we celebrate, and today we are celebrating National Vet Girls Rock, right? National Veteran Girls Rock. What a truly incredible uh, thing to be doing and thinking about. And so Vet Girl Rocks was initiated uh, for female veterans to recognize the over 2 million females uh, veterans that have served. I bet you didn't know this, but in every war that the U.S. has been in, there have been women that have been right alongside. And yes, even some fighting all the way back to the uh, Revolutionary War. So if you think about it, a little here here comes our history. Again, I said this is gonna be a little bit longer, but I think that you're really gonna enjoy some of the facts that I pulled for you. So Revolutionary War, even though women couldn't enlist, um, many still found ways to serve our nations. They Women traveled with the army, they boosted morale, they mended clothes, they tended to wounds, forged for food, cooked and cleaned. The Civil War, nearly 20, thousand women lent their skills to the war effort from growing crops to feeding troops to sewing laundering uniforms and blankets door-to-door fundraising and most notably for the first time three thousand women worked as nurses clara barton is a legendary nurse and founder of the red cross she received a special military pass to travel directly to battlefields dorothea dix was appointed superintendent of the United States Army Nurses, and she was known for pushing for high standards of behavior and training among her nurses. Historians estimate that about 1,000 women distinguished themselves, uh, I'm sorry, disguised themselves as men and fought on both sides of the Civil War. 1901 brought the uh, U.S. Army Nurse Corps was formed. April uh, 1917, the U.S. entered World War I, and the Army Nurse Corps enters right alongside them. Um, so the Army Nurse Corps had been in existence for less than four, uh, 20 years, and at the time, there were only 403 nurses that were actually on active duty at the time. In 1918, just a year after the war begins, the Nurse Corps had more than 3,000 American nurses deployed to British-operated hospitals in France, and nurses worked dangerously close to the front line, caring for service members and civilians, and most notably, first time that women who did not have a right to vote were openly allowed to serve in the U.S. military. With many uh, U.S. Navy stateside vacancies, the Navy found a loophole in the Navy Act that allowed women to serve as NCO in non-combat roles, and the Navy enlisted its first Yeomanettes. What a great name, Yeomanettes. Around 12,000 women served in, uh, in the rank of Yeoman, and most of them in clerical duties, as telephone and radio operators and translators. 
the U.S. Signal Corps, Army Signal Corps enlisted women to work as telephone and switchboard operators, and these women were nicknamed Hello Girls. And often, they were clo um, very close to the front lines in France. Sunday, July 18, 1918, Jane Rignell, chief nurse at Hospital Number 2, attached to the 42nd Division, they came under artillery barrage, and because of her leadership, she was the first woman, woman to win the citation, um, win the Citation Star, which later became the Silver Star. When World War II, with more than 16 million American men stepping onto the front lines, women again were called to fill support roles. And for the first time uh, to enlist in all branches of the military, the Army, they formed the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps, or WAC with two A's, later renamed the Women's Army Corps WACs, and the Army Women Air Force Service Pilots called WASP. The Navy formed Women Accepted for Volunteer Emergency Service, WAVES. Army, to be uh, ironic for you, uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps Women's Reserve, and the Marines had no acronym. Military loves acronyms, but the Marines didn't have one. The Coast Guard formed the Women's Reserves, or SPARS, and that stood for the Coast Guard mo motto, Semper Paratus, or Always Ready. In total, nearly 350 thousand American women served in uniform during World War II. Sorry, I had to take a drink there if you are listening on the podcast. So women took up non-combat roles, including clerical jobs. They drove vehicles, they repaired airplanes, they worked in laboratories, cryptology, served as radio and telephone operators, rigged parachute, and test flew planes. They even trained their male counterparts in air tactics, kind of like Charlie from Top Gun, which happened like 40 years later. Interesting. 57,000 served in the Army Nurse Corps. 11,000 served in the Navy Nurse Corps. Many of these nurses worked right on the front lines and came under enemy, enemy fire. Some even won combat decorations. Army Colonel Ruby Bradley was kept prisoner in internment camp in the Philippines for 37 months, during which, during her time, she performed 230 major surgeries and delivered 13 babies. In total, 432 women were killed and 88 were taken POWs during World War II. African-American women served with distinction as well, and like many of their male counterparts, formed entire units. All branches of the military during World War II expected and emphasized femininity in the ranks of women throughout the war. 1936, Mary McDonald was the first woman to receive a Purple Heart for wounds that she sustained in World War I. August 1917, shrapnel injured her face and right eye 
where she would later go on to lose that eye. But she continued serving as a nurse until she retired in 1956. 1948, just three years after World War II, President, President Harry S. Truman signed Women's Armed Service Integration Act into law, officially allowing women to serve full permanent members of all branches of the armed services. During the Korean War, just two years after the Integration Act happened, would bring another 120,000 women to serve in active duty positions. Although they could not serve in combat, they undertook new roles such as military police officers and engineers. And most famously, because of that TV show, military nurses would continue to serve a critical role um, in MASH or Mobile Army Surgical Hospitals, which were heavily used during the Korean War, extremely close to combat zones, and made more effective by the use for the first time of helicopters in combat. In the Vietnam War, again, approximately 11,000 women served in Vietnam and 90% of them being nurses. Most volunteered to go. During Vietnam, women also filled roles as air traffic controllers and intelligence officers. 1967, President Lyndon B. Johnson opened promotion for women to, the, to general and flag ranks. 1972, women were, were allowed to serve in combat units that included men, but still not on the front lines. 1974, now re retired Captain Rosemary Mariner was the first to earn Navy pilot wings. 1975, pregnant women were allowed to remain in the military. 1976, women were admitted, admitted to all military academies, and the first woman graduated from the Coast Guard Aviation Survival School. In 1977, President Jimmy Carter restored the Congressional Medal of Honor to the only woman ever to have received it, Dr. Mary Walker, who originally received the Medal of Honor in November of 1865 by President Andrew Johnson for her service in the Civil War. The Medal of Honor had been rescinded in 1917 along with 910 others, but Dr. Walker re refused to return it and she wore it until she died. Good for her. 1986, the first woman graduated from Navy Rescue Swimmer School. In 1990, the first cap uh, woman to command a Naval Aviation squad Squadron, retired Captain uh, Mariner. In the Gulf War, um, which was 1990 to 91, more than 40,000 women were deployed to combat zone. In 1994, President Bill Clinton rescinded the risk rule, allowing women to serve in all positions except direct ground combat roles. In 2008, Anne Dunwood becomes the first woman in the U.S. military to be promoted to general or four stars. Her final command was over the Army Materials Command, one of the largest commands in the U.S. Army with 69,000 employees across all 50 states and 145 countries. In 2005, the first Civil Award to be awarded since World War I was given to Army Sergeant Leanne Hester for her brave actions when her convoy was ambushed in Iraq. Good for her.
2013, then Defense Secretary Leon Pineda lifted all restrictions for women, allowing them to serve in direct combat roles. So, how can you celebrate today? First, celebrate a vet. Visit or call a female vet that you know. Most all of us know at least one. Create some awareness, spread the word of the importance of today's holiday, and buy a gift. Buy coffee, you can even buy them some cookies. You know Girl Scout cookies are being sold right now. And as always, I'm gonna ask you to take a photo, make sure you share it on your favorite social media, and use the hashtag DPBVetGirlsRock2022. Again, hashtag DPBVetGirlsRock2022. As always, thank you for joining us today on the Daily Positivity Boost. And encourage and go uh, tell a vet how much you care about them. And let the female vets that have been in your life know how special they are to each and every one of us. I know all the women that served with me. I uh, enjoyed working with them and um, they were great camaraderie and great friends. And I still have many of them to this day. Have a great day and thanks for joining us on the Daily Positivity Boost.